What is going on, Freedom Pact? I am your host, Joseph Newton. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Lewis Frenielchik, and we are here today to talk about a topic which I am so invested in. I've done so much research. I've thought about this. I've been involved in it. That topic is the ever-controversial education system. Now, this is an extremely divisive topic, so we understand that that this topic could evoke serious emotions in people, so we're going to be as mindful as possible about that, and we're going to try to keep it as, um, as fact-based, as, you know, as avoidant of propaganda as we can, so you guys can all form your own opinions about things. Having said that, let's start by looking at the question, what is the education system for? Now, let's look back through history. The education system was originally created by industrialists. The deal was, was that they wanted to create a way in which to get cheaper labor into their factories. They wanted to create more obedient workers They wanted to find a way in which to convince people to work for 12 hours a day, so six days a week, for as little money as possible, because they realized that the more workers that they had, the less money which they would have to pay other people to pay for them. So, and they also realized that the more employees that they had, that the less time it would create, it would take to create factory items. So... What they did was, was that they created a system that taught people how to be good employees. Now, how they did that, they created a system which it was based on interchangeable people. Because if you look at the industrial system, it's based on interchangeable parts. So how this relates to the education system is what they do is they'll sit you in straight rows just like factories, you will answer to someone and then let's say you're defective in the workplace, then you're gone. But if you're a defective student, then they'll just hold you back. They'll make you do another year. And this system will just keep going on and on until you're as obedient as you possibly can. What this means was was that public schools was originally created by factories that didn't have enough factory workers. Now, this system, it worked great for a hundred years. But do you know the problem with that? The deal is off now, you know, but people are still seduced by the system, by, by the glorious paths that it offers. And I say glorious very lightly. The path that society will, will applaud you for following. So having said that, it's important to realize that one point I really want to highlight is that the education system was created to teach obedience in workers. Now, let's look at a key figure in the history of education, Frederick J. Kelly. Now, after World War I, there was a huge influx of students. Now, when there's a huge influx of students, what do you need to do? You need to align them. You need to find a way in which you can differentiate different people. So what did he do? He created the standardized test. So this was just a means of organizing people. Now, 10 years after this test was created, he realized that this has a harmful effect on society. And 
this is harmful in so many ways because people tend to live up to the ideas that you give them. They tend to live up to uh, how they are perceived. So if you perceive, so if someone perceives themselves to be stupid, then they're going to act in that way. They're going to live up to the way in which you believe that they are. And another problem with it was that it becomes very hard for human beings to grow and develop in these in these systems because it was just categorizing them based on how they performed in this standardized test. So he said, right, that's it. We are going to scrap this testing system. But at the time, it was such an effective way to create factory workers. So what did he do? He spoke out about his concerns. But bam, they didn't like it and they sacked him. He was sacked for speaking out about it. He was sacked for, t- for saying that there's that it's not the most effective way to grow and to teach and to develop humans. Now that we know what the education system was created for, and that's for teaching obedience, let me bring in my co-host and let me ask him the question. So what is the education system for? Well, I think a lot of the points you made there are very interesting, and and I do want to touch over a couple of them. Uh, to answer your question, I, I want to go over a lot of what of what you covered there, and I want to talk about as you did the the origins of the education system. But as I'm talking about it, I want everyone listening to think about how that can apply to today's education system and and the, and the current situation. Because if I read this without dates, times, things like that, it would sound exactly the same. So we know that the education system as we know it is only about 200 years old. And before that, formal education was only really a luxury for the elite. So the prospect of public education, it seemed like a gift from the gods. But industrialization inevitably changed the way that we work, which if we think about it right now, the current situation we live in, the current world we live in, the way we work is changing all the time, or so it should be, with advancements in technology, and other things. And at the time it created a need for universal schooling and that was the only need for it. Not from the perspective of the people, but the people who created the system. So they wanted the docile, agreeable workers who'd show up on time, do what their managers told them. And sitting in a classroom all day with a teacher telling you what to do was the perfect training for that. It was exactly what they needed without you knowing it. Basically, your life was already mapped out for you the second you stepped into school. That's a very dangerous thought when you think about it. So the early industrialists were the true driving force behind the creation and the promotion of the education system. So these factory schools, as they're now called, they originated in the 19th century Prussia. And for the first time, education was provided by the state, students were placed into a grading system according to their age and moved through successful grades as they completed that level of the curriculum. Now that is exactly how it works today, 200 years on. You make your way through the curriculum based on age and nothing else, okay? So when you think about that process, you realize that even today, there's still an industrialized approach to education. It's impersonal, 
it's efficient and it's standardized and that is exactly how it is today 200 years on the way we work has moved on but the way we learn and the way we're prepared for work is exactly the same wow you know that's so interesting to just think about everything that you've just said Blaine, how our entire like lives are just they're just completely mapped out for this and I think it's also crazy to think about how, you know, that how it was created by industrialists and just this idea of just training obedience into people. So let me ask you, what do you think is wrong with the education system? Well, where, there's... Where does it go wrong? Well, I, how long have we got? Um, <laughs> I, um, I think, of, when I think of the education system I, I i always think of a music video by a band called pink floyd uh you, you listen to another another brick in the wall you think of the music video the music video is students but every none of the students have, have faces in a lot of the shots they're all wearing gas masks symbolizing that in the eyes of the education system everybody is the same there's no room for individuals hmm. there's a scene in the music video where he's writing a song and he's ridiculed by his teacher for it. He's told it's no good. Again, showing the education system stunts and discourages creativity. All these students are lined up and they put they eventually walked off the edge into a meat grinder, symbolizing for me the working world they're brought up to be in. And I think it's no different today. So as teachers congregate every year for their annual conventions, there's so many discussions they have between each other. But the, you know, the discussions that largely dominate the conversation are pay and conditions. But there seems to be an ignorance towards the fact that there's a much greater question that looms over the entire education system. And that is, is it fit for purpose to meet the needs of school leavers in the 21st century? Yeah. No one seems to address that. Every year they have meetings designed to tackle problems within the education system. But this question is never brought up, even though it's the one that should be asked the most. So we live in a world that's rapidly evolving and ever changing. And with advances in things like technology, the skills required to succeed in your life are changing fast and they're changing faster than ever. Yeah. So why then does this evolution not coincide with an ever-changing education system? Why is the education system not evolving in the world it resides in? And So according to the World Economic Forum, the must-have attributes for successful graduates are creativity, problem-solving, and critical thinking. Yeah. Now I want you to cast your minds back to high school. How many people can, can say that those problems were tackled? And these attributes, they cannot be encouraged in a system that teaches you what you need to know to pass a test. If anything, that just discourages critical thinking, creativity, and problem solving. I could go on for days. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful in everything that you said. But it, and it's interesting because I actually read a study the other day and it was based on new information that uh, that they found that after five to six years, um, the existing texts 
and things that they teach in universities. Nearly, uh, I think it was around 20 to 30% of it automatically becomes redundant. So think about how, like, the stuff that universities are teaching you that is based, like, how, how far they go back to teach you theory. Yeah, well, that's why the concept of is it going to be on the exam is just such a toxic mentality. Yeah, and I want to talk about one thing, and that's just about how I personally believe that that the education system is designed to... So remember, right, we've already said that the education system is designed to to keep you in line, it's designed to 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 try to beat all of your creativity out of you, and it's just to make you obedient. Um, and there's something really interesting if you look back through history and you can look at the the story of Icarus. Now, I got no doubt that, you know, a lot of you already know the story of, Ica- of Icarus and that's that Daedalus, the dad, he's walking along the beach with it, with Icarus on a deserted island and he makes uh, wings out of feathers and his dad goes, OK, it's time to get out of here. Um, but don't fly too close to the sun, otherwise you will burn and you will die. Now, what happens? Icarus flies and, you know, he dies, right? He, You know, he doesn't listen to his father and, and he burns. But what's wrong with it? You'll find that what's wrong with it is that they changed the story. That That story only came about in, I think it was roughly the 1700s, where they actually changed it, which coincides with the start of where the education system all, it all came from, at the start of the industrialism. Now, what did the story actually say? And that was, don't fly too high because you'll burn, but also don't fly too close to the land because you'll perish and drown. But they completely took out the don't fly too close to the land because they don't want people having ambitions. They say, you know, just be happy with what you've got. You know, work, work, work. You know, get a storage unit for all your stuff. Work six days a week. And then you can buy stuff with the with what we pay you. And then, you know, and it's, it's just an interchangeable system like that. So, as you can see, we've all been sold a lie. And this is what I want to stress. We can do, we can say, we can be so, so much more than than what we've be- well, what we believe that we are you know our creativity our intelligence our memory you know the education system it promotes that it's is fixed you know like a shoe size um and i think this this shows because we've learned more about you know brain science in the last two decades than in the last 2000 years we are grossly underestimating our abilities you know, to grow, to contribute, to lead. And I think that the problem with the education system is that it focuses hugely on memorization. But we can we can solve much more significant problems in life. So this is why I completely sympathize when someone says, you know, I'm struggling, I feel lost. Because, you know, I feel it too. And I don't think that they are completely... They are completely... You know, it's not a unique situation because we've been raised with a a 20th century education. It it prepared us for a 20th century world. 
that would it would teach us a you know to how to become a good employee and fall into a an assembly line and a factory job it was a one size fits all approach and you know what it worked the education system for for 100 for 150 years it worked beautifully it created obedient employees it taught people how to perform in a workplace and if they fell out the line then that was it they were screwed but the problem with that is, you know, we know that the education system, it tells us what to learn, maths, English, science, but it doesn't teach us how to learn it. And these are all, you know, all those things I just mentioned, maths, English, science, all those things, we can all find them online now. This is why I believe that they should be, they should teach us things which we can't find online and what we can't outsource to, to Asia. Our value in this world is based on our creativity, it's based on our ability to connect, it's based on human principles and uniqueness. Because you can't outsource those things. You know, I mean, we live in a world where, you know, our choice of a vehicle, of, of transport, you know, we travel in electric cars, we, we travel to space in the best rockets that Elon Musk and SpaceX are creating. But our, but our vehicle of choice for learning, you know, it's a bicycle with dodgy wheels. And this, this is why I believe that the education system, it focuses on learning in three different ways. Verbal, linguistic, and mathematic. But what, what really counts in today's world? So we've got interpersonal skills, your ability to connect. You know, surely that's worth something, right? You know, storytelling. People don't buy into brands, they buy into their stories. What about intrapersonal skills? What about, you know, being aware of yourself? What motivates you? What your beliefs are? What your values are? You know, that, that's a superpower, right? What about emotional awareness? Emotional uh, intelligence? These things. And I, I truly believe that one of the reasons why the education system is failing us is it because it believes it, it teaches us that that we're all fixed in some way that you know they give us an iq and you know and they, they even say that the iq can't change that much in your life that it's, it's like a fixed thing and we buy into that idea but we can all learn we can all grow we can all be so so much more we can contribute we can solve so much more significant problems and as soon as you go into a, you know, a, an education type system and you ask, and you ask someone, and I've done it, I have no doubt you've done it, most of our listeners have done it, the moment you ask a, a classmate, a teacher, the question, what's going to be on this test, then in that moment, then you, you, you've already admitted that the education system is more about memorization and less about learning. A hundred percent. And people don't realize how, how exactly true this is. And, and it's, it's noticed and it's, it's noticed by employers. It's noticed by the successful in life. There was, there was a study on this. It was carried out by Trinity College Dublin. They were analyzing the skills that employers seek most. Obviously, critical thinking was a big one. Creativity. So they decided to see how often these skills showed up in the in in the exams across every subject in that university. They found that the main approach students took in these exams 
They were predicting questions, preparing answers for those questions, and then just reciting them word for word with no insight, with no creativity, with no critical thinking. And it's no coincidence then that the head of one of the UK's biggest consultancy firms said that the first class honour nerds, they're no good to us, eh? <laughs> he said, he, no, he said, he said the first class honour nerds, they're no good to us anymore. It takes us 18 months to get any value from that person because we have to teach them the right way to think because they're conditioned to just learning information and regurgitating it. Well, that doesn't, that's not practical in the real world. We live in a time now where your degree, and, and, I, and I don't, and there's a lot of people who are very sensitive to it, mm. but your degree doesn't matter as much as you think it does anymore, in, even to employers. In today's day and age, your degree doesn't matter anywhere near to how much your skill set does. Communication, thinking, reacting to situations, networking, all of these traits are traits that employers care about far more than a piece of paper you paid thousands and thousands of pounds for. Yeah, I want to add to that, that I think that, and bear in mind, we are freedom packed, we are, we are pro-education, and I want to just say that if you need a degree, if you need a degree for a specific role to be a doctor, a lawyer, maybe an engineer, all these things, then it's vital for you to get it, because that's, that's your vehicle, that's how you get it. But for anything else, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money, in my opinion. And I, I loved what you just said, but I thought that was so, that was so uh, just incredible. And I, when I recite through my, through, my educa- through my life in the education system, through university, I know for a fact that I did those things. The things which interested me, I, you know, that I wish that I had studied more, I didn't because... I didn't see a purpose in it because I knew that it wouldn't it wouldn't come up in an exam. And and I think that that's like really sad to think about. And honestly, I'll give you an example, okay? So I remember that I was in one of my business classes and the class was strategic marketing and they showed us it was like a list of of potential topics that would come up in the exam. And I remember the person that was in the row behind me. I remember I heard her going looking at these questions and she goes to the person next to her. Who the hell would want to do marketing for a career? Now, I remember thinking to myself, like, all the the beautiful ways in which they're doing this, you know, the the aspects of the career which can be so exciting and so fulfilling. But but it, it's beaten out of them because they because they learn to hate it. Now, I think a huge, huge problem that the education system suffers is how, is just how they make people hate learning. Let me give you an example, right? So let's say that I want you to become a fan of bungee jumping. Now, what we're not going to do is, I'm not going to give you a textbook on the history of bungee jumping, get you to study, you know, all the chapters of the book, and then you're going to pass test after test after test after test. And then at the end of the year, you're going to finally bungee jump. We're not going to do that. And I think that it's such a, such a flawed, flawed system. And I, you know, I'm, we, are, we are the most pro-education people. 
we believe in you know personal development self-development but at the same time you know i think that that we want to open people's eyes to this lie that 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 they've been told that their value in this world is based on on you know what qualifications you have on all these different things and it's rubbish and if you look at the people that change the world as steve Jobs says it's always you know it's always the ones which are crazy enough to believe that they can and the people that push the human race forward you know they the if you typically look at their character traits they're all innovative they're all creative they're all all these traits which the education system just beats out of you like a pulp and i love that fable about rip van winkle right and that's that if rip van winkle awoke in today's age you know he was the the man that slept for for decades if he awoke in today's society he would recognize nothing he wouldn't recognize the way people communicated he wouldn't recognize the infrastructure the prices the language but what he would recognize is he'd recognize the education system he'd recognize the way it was taught he'd recognize the classrooms he'd recognize you know the syllabus he'd recognize everything so that leads me on to my next question what can we do to fix it i think it's something that needs to be addressed and tackled from the earliest stages i think university the way in which you learn in university i in my opinion isn't as bad as the way you learn in high school and the way you learn in primary school and i think you need to tackle it from a young age and there's so many subjects that i think you could either scrap or you could implement so many more classes there could be more uh, of an attention given to practical skills classes on public speaking classes on self-esteem classes on communication classes on just anything practical relationships family things like that creative thinking rather than what's the capital of norway <laughs> you know how there's to be successful and if i feel like the education system just it's got a ceiling on your success right they teach you enough to get you to a certain level and if you want to go past that level you 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 need a glass ceiling and i think skills like like i said skills on communication public speaking critical thinking they're all skills that can send you through the roof and i think that's that's a problem they need to address subjects well i think that's i think that's beautiful what you just said there and in my opinion if i could do it all over I would personally go straight to the student. You know, I mean, it was Einstein that said that, you know, why judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree? And I think that's beautiful. I would, per- like, you know, if you look at humans, it's, 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 it's obvious that we learn in different ways. You know, I mean, I personally, I'm a kinesthetic learner, but we've got visual, we've got audio, we've got all different, different learners. Humans learn by making mistakes, right? You'll never meet a professional or successful golfer that has never lost a golf ball. You'll never meet, you know, a successful mountain biker that has never fallen off his bike. And you'll probably never meet someone that has finally met their soulmate by never having their heart broken. All these things the education system is against. You know, it doesn't want you to fail. 
if you go into a classroom in university and you and someone asks a question you don't you know you may put your hand up to, to answer it, but no one shoots their arm in the air because people are afraid of being wrong because it rewards it because it punishes failure but humans learn through osmosis they learn by doing things they learn by failing you know a baby it, it learns to walk by failing and then and then walking you know that's how that's how it is so my approach personally i would i would do what you said i would i would i would first of all i would go to the to the pupil i would categorize them by how they learn and the next thing then is what i would do is i would have a complete focus on functional abilities i think it's important to remember dates and to be well read but is there any more important than things such as you know your ability to connect with someone as we said in the last podcast you know your you know the you know community is the number two predictor of happiness or maybe or maybe even number one you know public speaking classes on mental health leadership abilities your creativity classes interpersonal skills i mean mental health at the minute is the worst that it's ever been but yet there's there's hardly any talks about it there's no talks on self-esteem personally if i was going to do it if i i'll just give you one idea that i have right now so if you look at all the services across the world they all offer some type of money back guarantee they all offer some refund policy but it's only the education system which doesn't now i have i have read reports that people have tried to sue universities for being a criminal enterprise because of this now i for the first thing what i would do is i would i would get all universities to i would make a i would legislate it so universities have to offer a money back policy if someone didn't have a job or they they didn't see a substantial return on their investment and you know people may be skeptical this and you know maybe in some ways it is idealistic but what it would do is it would drive up you know the how people how universities taught it they would they would put more of an effort into teaching practical functional skills which make people so so useful to to educate to to society than just than just the than just the the theoretical approach which they have right so that's that's one thing in which you know i would do straight away what else would you do to change it well i I liked what you what you said when it's not so much all about what you teach it's how you teach because obviously everyone learns in different ways and i think we live in a world now where there's so much room for so many different types of success and it was something you touched on in the last episode where we talked about success being your own personal definition of the word. And I think the education system only allows room for one type of success. You know, you can only pass an exam by learning the right information and and regurgitating it in a certain way. Whereas not everyone learns like that. It's catered towards the people who do learn like that. And that's not applicable in life. You can sit in a business class and you can learn all the right information that you need to that you need to present someone with but if you're in a business meeting and you don't know how to deliver that information or you don't know you don't know how to get your point across because you you aren't a speaker you were only you can only take information in then how far is that information going to get you in in a wider world 
So I think it was fantastic that you touched on that about how we learn. When you cast your mind back to back to high school, and you were taught when you when you had an exam coming up, and you were given the criteria of each level, each grade, and there were bullet points under each one telling you what you had to demonstrate to get that grade. It's it it's only applicable to one way of learning, one way of thinking, and only has room for one way of success. Where I think the education system needs to pay more attention to finding success towards the individual rather than grouping us because we're not all the same person. I think that it's also vital to know why society is pushing you towards a university education. And I love this idea that Vishen Lakhiani talks about in his book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, and that idea of the culturescape. Now, the culturescape relates to a set of rules or societal norms that are created in order to keep us safe. So, for example, a long time ago, those rules might have been to to stay off riverbanks to avoid being surprised attacked by tigers. They may have been to get a good education so you can avoid a factory job. Um, you know, it may have been to have five kids because infant mortality was so high. So just different things like this, you know, it's just a set of rules which are which are designed to keep us safe. But in the modern world, everything has changed. So let's take university, for example. Now, your parents will push you towards a, a university degree, especially, you know, my generation and the millennial generation, because when they were growing up, a university education system, it was, you know, it automatically guaranteed you a great position in life, Right. You know, you go back and, and university was just for the affluent and the wealthy. Statistics show this year that that clearing in Wales, the amount of people that have been taken in through clearing has has risen by nearly 4,000%. Wow. Right? So that just shows to you that, that it's a, you know, it's a, that the system, that the university education is becoming saturated. And now you'll stand out more if you don't have a university degree than if you do. So, so this is why I truly believe in, in, you know, doing your own studies in, in trying to invest in yourself. Um, they say that the or research now shows that two, the two biggest cognitive dips we have in human performance are when are when we graduate and when we retire. Now, this is why it's so important to always be learning, always be growing. But but the education it makes you hate learning. You know, it just it just it you know, because what it does is it make it, it forces you to learn, right? It forces you into a classroom at a time when you're not fully awake. It forces you to wear a uniform that you don't want to be wearing. And then it forces dates and information down your neck, you know, and then you have to go through all the stress to memorize it. But, but learning shouldn't be like that. We learn by doing things, not by memorizing things. I think that's perfect. And what you talked about there is about it making us hate learning and the stress it puts on us. So was there any surprise to you then that the number of university dropouts due to mental health and stress-related issues have trebled as of the year of 2017 and they've raised every year consistently for the past five years and that there's been a rise of 28% in students who request counselling each year to the next. Mm. Is that any surprise? 
when you're talking about how the university system makes us hate learning when it puts us in these environments where we're stressed constantly. Is there any way to truly flourish? Absolutely not. And and as I go back to what I said earlier, you know, you'll never meet a successful golfer that has never lost a golf ball. The university system is very black or white. If you pass, you're successful. If you fail, then you're stupid. So, of course, it doesn't put an emphasis on learning. It just puts an emphasis on passing. Now, you can be so much more than what that system will present you as, what will make you believe that you are. And I, can, and I promise you that even if you go through the system, you pass all the exams, don't believe that there's a rainbow waiting at the end of it for you. Because the world doesn't work like that anymore. You know, maybe, maybe a long time ago it did. You know, if, if you got a university, a university education system, it would, re- it would reward you because, you know, it was a sign of affluence. It was a sign of, you know, of, of more intelligence. But university now is it's just such a commonality. It's almost, you know, basically guaranteed. So, you know, my thing is that it's important to stand out and develop other areas of your life in which, you know, you can flourish and you can, you can, you know, do other things. Because, you know, people believe that by going to university, they, they make themselves different. But all they're doing is they're making themselves different by being the same. And I wanted to touch on, on something you, you quickly brushed over there. And it's the fact that there's just this undying notion that if you go to university and study a particular subject, then you're going you're gonna to in, inevitably be a success in that field and get a job in that field. And that's exactly what you want to do with life. And that's what you need to do to get into that profession. When the reality is your degree, regardless of his title, regardless of his stature, is merely just a prerequisite to get any job. You, you know, to get a, to just to get a job, your experience in is eventually going to be what people notice, right? So while your job will, will most likely require a bachelor's degree to well, a lot of them do anyway, it probably won't matter what field this in anyway. I mean, there's studies that show that less than 30% of college graduates end up working in a field field that's remotely related to the degree they studied. Guys, it's so important for you to have a, to have a clear idea of where you want to go. And please, please don't fall into this trap, because I think I may have fallen into this myself, that you go through university... And you, you know, you study so hard to pass all your exams. And then, you know, and you're, you're young and you're ready to, to tackle the world. And then you go into a job and, and it may be a job that society applauds you for. And then, you know, you do it and then, you know, it's not, this, it's not what you actually want to do. And you realize that, that it doesn't have as much meaning as you thought it did. So please, honestly... Write down what your end goals are in life, you know. Um, don't focus on short-term things. Don't focus about passing exams or, or you know, going to get a degree so your parents can take a picture with you at graduation. Don't focus on that. Don't live your life for other people. Write down what your end goals are. And, and you'll often find that you probably don't need a university education to get there. But if you do for, say, you know, to become a doctor or you know, a lawyer or something like this, then absolutely go and do it. Oh, I, I agree with that. And yeah, like we said, don't get us wrong. If you need the degree for things like, obviously a doctor is, a, is the main example, or 
maybe you think that it's going to benefit you in terms of getting freelance work because it looks better when you're looking for work in that sense then I guess it does apply but when you think about some of the subjects they offer and you you really need to I'm not saying don't go to university right I'm saying please just have a cynical view right so look at it from that cynical perspective try and question them if you go to a university interview and they say to you do you have any questions don't say no Ask them, how is this going to benefit you? Ask them, tell them where you want to be and say, how is this course going to help me get closer to that? Because a lot of the times, I'm sure they're going to be stumped or they're going to feed you the same bullshit scripted answer they give everybody. Because there's so many subjects out there like this. I mean, think about music, for example. Music, okay, so some subjects make a bit more sense than others but music is is one art is one these are supposed to be subjective mm. and how can you get graded on that and how can someone else define your success in terms of something that's perspective right so say you want to be the next ed sheeran is a music degree going to bring you any closer to that no it's actually going to take you further away because it's going to take your creativity and put it into something else that you could have been pouring in to become, but to, to becoming a professional musician, it's it, it's just going to stunt you. So you need to ask questions and you need to think to yourself: Is this going to benefit me? Because in in the long and the short of it is, universities at the end of the day they want you to come to the university because that's how they make money. Yeah, they're not going to tell you, no, you don't need to be here. They're going to tell you every time we need you here, because mm. they make money and that above everything is their purpose. I truly love what you just said, Blue. I think you should have a healthy skepticism. Go to a person that you look up to who is doing what you want to do. Message them on LinkedIn, email, Twitter, Instagram, and say, how can I do what you do? Study their path on how they got there, and then go to there, right? You know, don't don't follow this, you know, this cookie cutter one one. You know, one size fits all approach. If it's not necessary, don't put yourself in the debt. What you said earlier about university students being depressed, I think that's in, I think that's an incredibly telling statistic. You know, I mean, there's a study about Harvard. Harvard students. I said in the last episode about how uh, roughly eighty percent of them have depression-like tendencies. You know, in the sense that they've either been depressed, are showing depressive tendencies, which will probably lead to them suffering i think that that just goes to show that that this idea of success is not it's not correlated with how we learn and and i truly believe that that you know your personal development your drive your creativity your interpersonal skills all those things will 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 define your life you know like for me i don't think the business was was a wise choice of degree and i can promise you that that i finished a degree in business i did very well in it and then, you know, I sat in a job and I'm like, well, how do I do this? You know, like marketing, for example, they don't teach you any practical marketing skills. It's all theory. So honestly, I just, I, I just want you guys to, to put your education at the first, but, but do your own studies. You know, you learn in your own way, figure out how you learn and then pursue your career like that. Do you have anything you want to add, Lewis? Truly do, as you said, be a skeptic in terms of what you are pursuing and like you said earlier think and visualize what your end goal is and really map out what you need to do 
to get there because you're going to save yourself a lot of time and you're going to save yourself a lot of money. I love that so much. Guys, that is going to conclude our one episode on the education system. We will be back to revisit this topic because we could talk about this for for hours and hours. I just want to say that the reviews we've had so far, they've been absolutely incredible. We've had people emailing us with their, with their questions. We've had people reaching out to us on Instagram. So please follow us on Instagram at Freedom Pact. And also, guys, if you have any questions about entrepreneurialism, about the rat race, the matrix, about personal or self-development, business, anything, please reach out to us at freedompact at gmail.com. We will we'll reply as soon as we see the email, and that's a promise. We are on this journey with you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, if you found it informative, then please subscribe. Please leave us a review. It really, really helps with the visibility of the show. If you guys have any ideas of what you want us to talk about next, leave a comment on our Instagram, and we will get to that. This has been an absolute pleasure. Do you have anything to say? No, I think you covered it perfectly. Epic. We will see you guys for the next episode.